0: You're listening to the Weekly Portland Podcast. For a complete list of episodes, visit pdxpod.com or find us on iTunes or your favourite podcast app. In
1: 1970, bassist Ian Hill and KK Downing formed heavy metal band Judas Priest. The group have sold over 50 million copies of their albums to date and are frequently ranked as one of the greatest metal bands ...of all time. Like you need me to tell you that. My name is Gregory Day, thanks for listening to the show. Judas Priest played the Veterans Memorial Coliseum at the Rose Quarter on April 17th. Our special guest today is Ian Hill, who was nice enough to give us a call from my old stomping grounds in the UK. Hi Gregory, how are you doing? Oh, fantastic. Hi Ian, how are you? I'm, I'm fantastic too, <laughs> I think. <laughs> you think? You're, uh, you're doing a lot of interviews today. You're a busy guy. <laughs>
0: yeah, busy day today. <laughs> yeah, we I mean, had to start cramming things in, you know, everything that goes, you know, on the eve of the two, you know, there's just so much uh, shit you had to do.
1: <laughs> I want to get right into it, uh, this new album. Well, you have two producers.
0: Yeah, well, every, every time a producer and, and Judas Priest uh, are mentioned, you know, Tom Allen, he sort of pops it by default, you know. Tom's been doing work for us. Sort of in the background, he's been sort of re-engineering the remix and remixing some of the older stuff that are coming up to, to important uh, sort of anniversaries. Uh, he's been mixing down some live you stuff as well. A, so.
1: You guys have a lot of anniversaries coming up.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, it's scary in a way. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so so we, we decided to ask him if he wanted to go to the new album, you know, and he was absolutely over the moon to be asked. Uh, I mean, we haven't worked with him, I think, it was 19... 1988, 89, something like that. Yes, It was uh, the last time we, we worked with Tom. You know, in a in a current album for that sort of thing. But Tom, I mean, he knows everything about this band. He's you know he's intimate with us. But we we wanted uh, a little bit of new blood as well. Someone who's more up to date with modern recording techniques and whatever. You know, Andy Snoot. He came up. Uh, he came up Trump there. You know, he's been working with a lot of bands, old and new, over the years. Right. Uh, a, fine, a fine musician himself, you know, he's in Saxon, except, um, amongst others, and uh, decided to, to see if he wouldn't mind working with Tom. Right. And uh, he took the chance as well. He was, he was being a fan of the band. It's not that we knew it, but he was, you know. <laughs> um, so we had a dream team on our hands there, you know. They they, were, they worked really, really well together. And they're now real good, close, personal friends. It's just a great way it came out. I mean, one would make a, a suggestion, and the other one would agree with it. You'd expect a little bit of friction there, you know, but there was none. Uh, And everything that they suggested, you know, add a little bit, cut a little bit of you know, put a layer on here, whatever. It all made a lot of sense, and they were both, you know, singing from the same hymn sheet. And it's paid so so many dividends. Uh, the, the, the production on it is is awesome, really.
1: Um, also interesting, uh, this this new album you you guys played together in the studio. I was surprised to to hear that because uh, I thought that was always the case with you guys. It used
0: to be a long time when you went digital and you had endless amount of tracks and endless amount of drop-ins and drop-outs without any sort of degeneration, without any quality loss, you know, um, it, it became sort of always beneficial to do it individually, you know, start out with a drum track and, and build off that. Um, obviously, you, you, you'd, we'd get together and we'd have a, a, a rough working track, if you know what I mean, so we all know what, what we were doing. But this time around, we, we, uh, it was Andy, actually, who, who suggested doing it. You'd have thought it might have been time but it wasn't, it was Andy um and we thought well okay we'll give it a go none of us were, were completely convinced it was going to work <laughs> but um but, but, but richie scott and myself belted it out in the studio you know and it sounded absolutely great we were going back into the uh, you know let's have, uh, have a have, a, have a listen back into the, into the control room and it was just sounding you know so full and so real
1: because you're we reacting with track. each other in real time
0: that's absolutely right yeah and, yeah and we, we ditched the click track we uh, just went for. I mean, Scott's a great timekeeper anyway, you know. Right. And there's those little, almost imperceptible rises and falls in tempo in different yes. parts of the track. And he just made it real, you know. It wasn't a mechanical sort of chunk kachunka chunk you know, everything in precise order, if you know what I mean. And it gave it gave the song uh, sort of a life, really, you know, it, it was a really organic feel. Yes. <laughs> sort of the modern world there, you know. Um, it, it just, it
1: just works, it just works. The second release, Firepower. I don't know if you, uh, paid much attention to the reception of this. There were a lot of, <laughs> there were a lot of reaction videos on YouTube and people were going nuts. Well, all I can say is, uh, Crapped Myself, yes, indeed. That song was absolutely insane. Priest is like oxygen to my soul. Priest have still got it. They never lost it. They've just been kicking ass all these years, and now they've come back, and they're still kicking ass even harder. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it,
0: it has been really well received. Um, I don't know, what's going to be like when the, when the Complete album comes out? <laughs> 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 but but uh, yeah, it, 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 things are sort of clicking on this one. It's clicking, like, like it hasn't done since it's for Vengeance, you know, everything clicked on that album as well. Yeah, uh, everything was sort of falling into place. There's nothing, no great difficulties, no great dramas. And uh, with the production team, you know, there's some great songs. I mean, the lads did, did some great songwriting there.
1: Yes, and you've mentioned this. There's a little bit of everything on this album. Yeah, we've
0: we've always tried to change a little bit. I mean, to improve. I mean, as long as we've been in the business, we're still learning. Even now, you know. Uh, so we always try and uh, take that little step forward with each one. The songwriting is always going to be um, versatile, you know. I mean, there's, there's ballads on there, there's heavy stuff, there's light stuff. It's
1: very versatile, very
0: yes. Stuff that'll scare you to death, you know. Um, <laughs> but like I say, I think Andy and, and Tom have both been instrumental in helping us take that one step, you know, forward from uh, from from the last album, Redeemer Souls. You know, um, it's just something we've always tried to do.
1: You know, uh, yeah, you've definitely got some music that'll make you run to the bathroom.
0: <laughs> yeah. did you hear of people being crippled by the weight of our metal, right?
1: <laughs> a few years ago, you did a Reddit AMA and you mentioned you mentioned that the movie Spinal Tap was uh very reflective of how it really is. Can yeah, you should, can uh, you, you know, tell me how? how <laughs>
0: All the all the things getting lost backstage, stuff like that. You know, <laughs> uh, ordering things in, in 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 inches instead of feet. It's all happened. You know, all you've stuff.
1: gotten you've gotten lost. You've gotten lost backstage.
0: Oh yeah! I tell you what, you, you get these um, you go these casinos, and uh, you, you, you want to go from your room to backstage area, and they're like a rolling button. underneath there, you know. And uh we've been wandering around for a while till, till somebody can and found
1: us. So, you run into the janitor, that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah. Can you tell us to way to the stage and uh, you know, if you're lucky enough he'll he'll show us. Right. But there are you know, they're, they're not to that extreme obviously. I mean, right. they're, they're Act,
1: right. but
0: uh but 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 the the actual essence of what they're going through, yeah, I think you ask any band that's been around well, even new ones, you know. Uh, it'll all look familiar to them, all of them.
1: Drummers just disappearing mysteriously. you <laughs>
0: got a few drummers in time, yeah. Right,
1: right. <laughs> you mentioned that this is not a farewell tour. That's good news. Yeah, we, we considered it, you know, we did the epith-
0: Epitaph tour, you know, a few years ago. Um... And we were intending, we were really intending to slow down and sort of not do the huge mega tours that we'd been known for.
1: Right. Uh,
0: and then we did the album. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to go out, you know. And the thing is, we loved it. We loved every minute of tunes uh, we the the songs uh, to the point that, you know, we prepared to do another album and do it again. And uh, we just got so much enthusiasm nowadays, you know. Um, especially with Richie in the band. He's lighting things up a bit. He's got boundless enthusiasm, you know, and endless energy. <laughs> and it's rubbed, rubbed off on the rest of us. So, I and mean, we really are genuinely loving it these days. Yes, yes. And uh, we're, looking, we're looking forward to this next tour and, and ones to come in the future. You know?
1: you know, that 2015 tour, you played so many dates. I think you came through America three times on, on that tour. Yes, you did. I mean, it was huge. Now, this tour isn't as uh, massive, but it it is a pretty significant tour. You're touring the entire world. You must be thrilled. They're still, they're
0: still adding shows to it. You know, the, 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 what you see isn't oh, really... Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, there's, there's still stuff going in. Uh, yes. and we're, we're looking into next year, you
1: know. Really? on
0: with it, uh, yeah. Uh, when, you, when you start... Start pushing your album i mean everybody wants you now if you know what i mean so uh, you, you you do as much as you can in, in one part of the world and then move and do what you can in another part of the world and then go back and do some of the places you might have missed you know right so uh, i dare say if you're not playing anywhere on, on this leg of the tour i can see it's coming back um... maybe not this year this year is sort of getting a bit full up <laughs>
1: okay
0: uh, right but, but definitely uh, sometime in the near future and, and cover the places you might have missed
1: Boy, thank you, Ian Hill. All
0: right, Greg, we look forward to seeing you then. uh, there in
1: Oregon. All right, thanks so much. I appreciate
0: it, mate. Bye-bye. Cheers.
1: Thanks for listening to the Weekly Portland Podcast. We'll be back next Monday. See you then. Yeah, there's a a great motorcycle leather place here. It's world-famous. Johnny Depp, Bruce Willis, Benicio Del Toro, they've all bought leather jackets from there. It's called Langlitz Leathers. I don't know if you guys are even going to have time. They're kind of Yeah,
0: that's the sort of thing that we'd be interested in if if we have the time to go and, and visit, you know.